to the wonderful world of wine, exploring all things wine with you. We are your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, and you can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to this week's installment of The Wonderful World of Wine, exploring trending topics and trying to make wine fun and accessible for all of you, our listeners. And I am here with my co-host, Mark. How are you doing today, Mark? Great, Kim. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Always thinking about wine, you know. That's <laughs> kind right. of our thing. That's our job. That's our job. To let everyone know what we're finding in the world of wine. I think we have a nice topic to start with, Kim, that is, I yeah. think is very interesting. Yes, we have a fun, a fun one today. And as everyone knows, we sometimes like to think outside the box about wine. And it's not just, you know, what are you drinking with your meal? Or, uh, you know, as we get a little kind of geeky and think about the science behind the wine and the, you know, areas where it's grown and places you could go on vacation. Uh, today's article that we are investigating is from cookist.com and it's 15 weird things that you can do with wine. Now, not all of these are weird, but there are some different things that go beyond just having a glass of wine either on its own or with your meal. And I thought that this list was great because it kind of ran the gamut. Like there's a whole bunch of different things that they talk about from consuming it to putting it on your skin to using it in your compost pile. So there's, there's a lot to talk about in this one. There was a few that stuck out to me that were a little different I never heard of. And then when the topic came up, I mentioned to you, Kim, that I think we should add, when we talk about each one, we'll, we'll give kind of a guidance. Do you want to use a leftover wine? Would you want to use a fresh wine? Uh, or, would you, or would both work? So when we go through them, I think we'll give our two cents and I'm sure we'll differ on a, on a lot of those as we always do. But what's the first one uh, on the list, Kim? So the first one on the list is to freeze your leftover wine into ice cubes. And they do specify your leftover wine. So you've got a bottle open and you're not going to finish it. What do you do with that last, you know, a couple of inches of the bottle? Freeze it into ice cubes and then use those ice cubes to chill down your future glass of wine. We all know those people who like to have their wine super duper cold. My mother is one of them. And it's nice to have something that will keep your wine really cold without necessarily diluting it. So I think that's the smart thing about this suggestion is that it takes the place of something and makes your wine better. So instead of putting a regular ice cube in your glass of Chardonnay and then you have watered down diluted Chardonnay, you put a Chardonnay cube in your glass of Chardonnay and you haven't diluted the wine, but you get it to that nice cold temperature that you like. Yeah, the ice in the, the wine thing is probably one of my biggest pet peeves in the wine world. And my wife does it all the time and I just, um, I cry cringe, but she, she wants, like you said, they want it ice cold. And this is a great solution to not water it down, like you were saying, Kim. And I think it also leads to other things you could experiment with. Maybe a, a red wine ice cube in your white wine and make it a rosé or adding other flavor white wines into your, your wine as an ice cube to give it different flavors, like a Pinot Grigio maybe into your Chardonnay or something like that. So I think it could be fun. And I think that this could also have a use when you're making sangria too. So if you are making a pitcher of sangria and you have wine ice cubes in your freezer, you can put those wine ice cubes into your sangria as you serve it. 
And I think that that would be fantastic because then you are not, again, diluting your sangria. You're not diluting your beverage and you have this extra hit of yumminess uh, in your glass. So yeah, like you said, there are all sorts of applications for this. That's I've a great seen, idea. Yeah, I've seen ideas where people say freeze grape and use the frozen grapes as your your ice cubes, which would also work well. But I kind of like this idea of, you know, throwing throwing one wine uh, container of ice cubes in your freezer and, and all sorts of uses. I've seen it where people put little chunks of fruit when they make the ice. So when mm-hmm. you do it in sangria, then it's more, it looks really nice that you're yeah. floating around frozen. You've got like fruit. a raspberry or a yeah. strawberry or something like that. And then mint it leaves. melts. You can also and release. Do mint leaves. Yeah. It's a good idea. Now, we talked here about using the ice to to cool the drink. What about ice cubes you make to use for cooking? Oh, yeah. So we talked, I believe we talked about this before, where you use some old wine, you make it an ice cube, and then you use it as a base, correct, for for cooking? Yep. And I do this with broth all the time. So I'll make, say I'm making, you know, a pot of chicken broth that I know I'm going to save for future cooking. Some of it I will reduce down more than if, I was going to just be using it for soup and I'll have that concentrated broth that I then freeze and put aside so that I don't have to do the step of reducing it before I put it in my pan sauce. And you absolutely can do that with wine too. Um, You wouldn't necessarily have to cook it and reduce it first, but you could, and that would get rid of some of the alcohol with retaining the flavor of the wine. Um, Or you could add it to another type, like you could add it to the broth and then freeze those together. And that would be an excellent way to really make make your your meal prep um, a whole lot quicker. So you don't have to, you know, open a whole bottle of wine if your recipe only calls for like a quarter cup or even just a few tablespoons. You would just have it right there in the freezer and that would uh, really cut down on your meal prep time and not having to open another bottle. Not that I ever have a problem with opening a bottle of wine to cook with, because then I'm just going to drink it. But, you know, it's nice to have those little shortcuts with your, with your meal planning. I'm curious how much fruit flavor you get in the wine after it's frozen like that. Well, I mean, you're going to cook it down anyway. No, so, I mean, just from the ice cube perspective, yeah. as it melts in your drink, mm-hmm. you think it really has any fruit left after it's frozen? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to keep my wines pretty cold in my refrigerator, like down near freezing, like, you know, 30 whatever degrees. And I don't ever find that they suffer. So I would, I would not think that they would lose a lot of their flavor while being frozen. Maybe that's a, that's a good thing to experiment. Yeah. I think we should experiment and put it in. I'm I'm going to go freeze some wine. Yeah. We'll follow up on that. So next, they were talking about skincare, which you you mentioned earlier, Kim, as an unusual use for wine. Yeah, I think this is kind of unusual. We've we've mentioned this in the past where there were baths, like wine baths you could soak in because they said it was good for your skin. And there are whole companies dedicated to making skincare products out of leftover materials from winemaking. So there is one company that I know is um, that's based out of France that does like salt scrubs and like that use the the seeds and the pumice from leftover good, great material after making wine. So this is something that is fairly common, but this recommendation was using wine, and they did say specifically red wine in the article, as like a toner or an anti-inflammatory because tannins do have anti-inflammatory properties. So I think that's why they were suggesting red wine. Hopefully it wouldn't stain your skin. I I think this maybe would work a little bit better with folks who have a darker skin tone because you're not going to see as much of the the red pigment from from the wine. But 
I guess if you're dabbing it on your skin and then you wash it off, you're not going to see a lot of red wine on your skin. But uh, this is not anything that I ever would have considered doing before, but interesting. So the idea is what, Kim? You, you just rub it? This yeah, in, you put, I mean, we'd put it on a cotton ball um, and then just sort of dab it all over your face. So it would eliminate some of the oils and it would it would tone up the uh, tone up your pores. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's all forms of, of the wine. We, we You know, it's this in this point, it's not leftover or new. It's usually the components from wine waste or like you said so it's i'm curious if you would use like a liquid form versus the the components that make yeah, up this the, seems like the liquid and this would be the kind of thing that you could use your wine that maybe has been on your counter for a little too long it doesn't necessarily taste its best anymore but this would be a good use for it because it still has all those chemical components in it so you're not going for the flavor of the wine you're going for um, that chemical makeup of the wine instead. And I've seen it, like I said before, Kim, where they have bathhouses that you just soak in red wine. So <laughs> I can't imagine what you come out yeah. smelling like if you've been soaking in wine. Yeah, it's definitely got to s- smell bad. <laughs> the red wine doesn't smell good after a while. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine getting pulled over after that? Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. must just reek of alcohol. Uh, uh, not good. No. Good not for good. the skin. Good for the skin. Good for the skin. Maybe not so good for uh, for your for your record. All right, the next one on the list, and I don't know that I necessarily buy this one, was to rinse your fruits and vegetables with them because there have been some studies that have shown that because of their anti, the antibacterial properties of alcohol and these other things in wine, that they possibly could kill things like E. coli or listeria on your fruits and vegetables. Never heard of yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't know that I buy this. Fruits or veggies, they were saying, and right. once again, they were saying the red wine. I've never heard of this. I mean obviously cooking we've heard of but just rinsing your your vegetables mm-hmm. with red wine yeah i don't know i mean i wouldn't use the new wine I, I otherwise guess I... you would just use water so and wine is mostly water so it, it wouldn't hurt but i don't i don't know that i buy the idea that this would kill e coli on your broccoli you know yeah i'm curious if any of the listeners have experimented with this for mm-hmm. any reason at all <laughs> i think it's a waste of good and bad wine i agree <laughs> The next one, Kim, was interesting to me as well, saying an unusual use for wine would be to catch flies. Now, I don't know what they're talking about here because all I've noticed is wine draws more fruit flies. I don't think it really catches them as much as it attracts them. Well, that's the point. I do this. You just let it. You know that I do this? what's, What's the reasoning? So fruit flies really love wine. Like I catch them in my glass all the time and it's really so you, annoying because- You use it as a trap. You're trapping. Using it as a trap. Okay. So what I do is I get a little bowl or a little ramekin and I put some wine or some vinegar or sometimes wine and a piece of like peach or a piece of banana or some something that is going to attract the fruit flies. And then you put a piece of um, cling wrap, saran wrap, plastic wrap on top of it and poke just a few little holes in with a toothpick. And the fruit flies smell it through the holes and they climb in through the holes and then they either die in the liquid or they just can't find their way back out again because they don't have any way to smell the clean air. So they get trapped in there and it makes a great fruit fly trap in your kitchen. Yeah, I've never- But the key I've is never put the plastic li- wrap on so they can't get out. Yeah, it seems like no matter how many of those I put out, they still get attracted to my wine or my wine dispenser. and. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's yeah, I would think wine pain. dispensers. Yeah, they're one of those little pests. Like I just don't understand where the heck they come from. But yeah. once and they especially stop, especially this time of year, like if people get fresh vegetables from you know a local farm stand or farmers market, they just yeah, they're everywhere. 
it, it they are they definitely are a summer nuisance. I tried lemon oil, I think, one time because they said that gets rid of fruit flies, and I didn't have any luck with that either. But I guess I'm making the traps wrong. Probably made the holes too big, and they're just maybe escaping, right? Cider vinegar also works really well. well but wine, a- I have I have found that wine is one of the best attractant for fruit flies. Follow my method; it really does work. Well, vinegar vinegar is a good lead into the next thing they said is an unusual or. Uh, weird thing to do with wine is just make vinegar, which Indeed. to me is not very unusual or weird. And has thousands of years of history behind it. And you're big on this, right, Kim? You're doing do. this all the time. I do. I do do this. Yeah. So and I have two white wine, fermenters. Red wine? I have two. I have a red and a white. Wow. So I have two big fermenters uh, going on downstairs in my basement, right near where we're making the mead. And it has older wine which I'm not, I don't tend to use good drinking wine. I tend to use bottles that are either way past their prime or wines that have been open for a really long time and I can't do anything else with them. And the thing about making vinegar out of wine is that you need a starter culture to start. So it's called a mother. It looks like a jellyfish. Um, It's very slimy, but they're very, very easy to buy. You can go on Amazon and buy Vinegar Mothers. Um, And sometimes if you buy vinegar in the store, there are certain brands that are considered living vinegars and still have their mother in them. So there are some certain cider vinegar brands that will come with the mother. Um, I haven't tried using one of those and trying to make a big batch of new vinegar with those mothers. I've, I've bought mine online and then I just keep using them because for some reason mine just don't die. And I have it's half wine and half water so you use the same amount of water as you'd use wine and the vinegar mother and I put them in um, my big containers and they take about six months to go from wine to vinegar and it's wonderful I give it as gifts I use it in salad dressing it's not as strong as what you would buy at the store so those are usually about five percent acidity these are closer to four so you can't use them to make pickles, but you can use them to make everything else. And they're really quite delicious. Seems like a lot of work, Kim. It's not a lot a of lot. work, but it is a lot of time. Time, yeah. Um, so, you know, me and my crazy projects that I'm always yeah. making at home. It's not necessarily that they're very labor intensive, but they are very time intensive. But you can get a lot from one batch. So I usually use probably six bottles of wine and then six bottles of water uh, in any one particular batch. And then over time, that turns into vinegar. And then I have a number of bottles of vinegar. So that'll last me a while. Well, you're still my go-to to give you my old wine. So you <laughs> can you. find uses for that. <laughs> You can gladly. I do appreciate that. Wow. I can't believe you make that. You're listening to the wonderful world of wine, and we are your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, exploring all things wine with you. If you'd like more information about Kim, please go to her website at vinitaswineworks.com. If you'd like more information about myself, please go to franklinlickers.com. And you can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. We'd like any questions or comments that you would have. Today, we're talking about 15 weird and unusual uses for wine. And the next thing they're saying is unusual, Kim, which was new to me again, was cleaning your windows with wine. Have you ever done or heard of this? No, I don't think I would. I would use vinegar. If I didn't have window cleaner, the next best thing I would say would be vinegar. But I think that the thinking is the same. White wine especially is high in acid. Acid is good for cleaning windows, hence use white wine to clean things. Yeah. But I'm not going to use wine on my To me, it doesn't seem clean. You know, it's just... Yeah. Because there's other things in wine other than that little bit of acidity. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And then my dog well, would lick the windows and she'd get the wine. I don't probably know, get like some that. weird birds doing or animals or something. <laughs> Drunk birds, right? That's Maybe. just un- that's just unusual. That really is. This is the one that probably stuck stood out the most. Yeah, this on one was a little list strange. That it was really strange. Yeah, the, I prefer the, the ones where you actually consume the wine yeah. in some well, form. That's that's what they're saying. The next one, marinating meats, Kim. Which oh, and this is another one I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's I, a lot of recipes out there for, you know, marinade things, white wine, red wine, even fortified wine. I have a number of recipes that use vermouth or that use, you know, sherry or Madeira or anything like that. So using wine in cooking and especially as marinade is, uh, is, is a fantastic way to use up some older bottles. This is one, it was surprise you, Kim. I actually did this once and I'm not the foodie at all, but I marinated some steaks in port Ooh. because I read an article and my God, it tasted so much like port. It was unbelievable. It was like it, overpowered. Was it, bad? it was too much. No, it was just, it tasted like port. It didn't, it had no, it wasn't like a normal seasoning, you know, it was just mm. overpoweringly port tasting. Were um, you following a recipe? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I poured whatever it said and marinated for so many hours. So it, it did specify use port? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Port infused steaks and. It was strong. Oh. What, what's your favorite wine to use as a marinade? Um, hmm. Something European without a lot of oak. So probably some sort of inexpensive Sangiovese. I use a lot of Coke de Rhone in cooking, especially the less expensive ones that aren't like overly oaky. Less Mostly expensive beef. Tempranillos from Spain also I tend to use in cooking a lot because the fruitiness comes through but not the oakiness. So I like sort of the purity of the red fruit to come through in marinades. I use more red wine for marinades than I do for white wines, regardless of what it is. So even if I'm doing like a chicken dish and you're afraid that, you know, your chicken is going to come out pink because you're using, using red wine, I often throw in like a little bit of balsamic vinegar too and some other things. And unless it's cocovam and it comes out very pink, um, the color usually isn't, isn't too impacted by the color of the wine nice but a lot of uh a lot of steak tips and you know bone-in chicken and i I wouldn't i don't necessarily do a lot of pork unless they're spare ribs marinated now i'm getting hungry yeah (laughs) you got me hungry again Let's move on. The next was uh, unusual use was for gardening. And you mentioned this earlier, saying that the yeast in wine is good for soil. But I was under the impression this is more like waste of the wine, correct? Not like a liquid wine. Now, this one was confusing to me. So they said to use your leftover wine and dump it in your compost pile because the yeast and the nitrogen and all of that is good for your compost pile. But the yeast in your bottle of wine is already dead. Yeah, if there's any gone. yeast let in there, it's already gone. It's, it, it's either not there, or if there is a little bit of sediment in the bottom of your bottle, that's dead yeast. That, that stuff's not, you know, <laughs> doing anything in your compost pile. So I, I was a little confused by this one. Yeah, um, even, well, I'm, if it was... I'm under the assumption that they're talking about bottles of wine because people most likely are not going to have leftover the stuff from making yeah. wine. Even the stuff, the pumice and stuff w- wouldn't really have active yeast. No. It would be dead. No. So but that stuff would yeah. be good for your compost pile. Yeah. And I have a compost pile. So of course that's, I have a, that's a weird one. Yeah. That was a that was up there with uh, cleaning the windows. The next thing really wasn't weird or unusual to me that said make a spritzer with your wine mm-hmm. and, and yep. We did a whole show on or the Aperol spritzer and other spritzers, Prosecco for spritzers. So this wasn't weird or unusual to me, Kim. No, but this is kind of the reverse of those spritzers. So in the case of the Aperol spritz, your bubbles are coming from your wine because you're using a sparkling wine. You're using the Prosecco. 
This one's the opposite. This one you're using still wine as your wine base, but then you're adding like a bubbly water to it. So it's kind of a different riff on it, but it sort of ties in with sangrias and wine cocktails. And summer is still sangria season. And, you know, you could do white, you could do red, you could do bubbly, you can mix it up with flavors and fruits and cordials and whatever you want to do. So I, I kind of feel like the spritzer is sort of the sister wine cocktail to all those sangrias. So I think that this is a great idea. Yeah, it's always my favorite lately for a spritzer has been a white port with a little sparkling water, some lime, good refreshing drink. Lovely. That sounds great. Yes. Yeah, There's not a lot of white port out there. What brand do you have? I just use whatever. I, lately, I've had Dow. I've had um, mm. Sanderman. They all make it, but you don't yeah. see it too often. Yeah. And they're nice because, you know, they're a little bit sweet, but they're not that heavy cloying sweetness of red ports. They're actually quite refreshing. I think that they're really delicious and that they should be a little bit more well-known because they are really Still a lot of alcohol, but you, you yeah, water yeah, it down. Yeah, that's true. You water it down. How about making, uh, what was the next one, Kim? For, uh, it was a frozen dessert, right? Yeah. So, granitas. Granita. Yeah, which is like Italian ice. So um, making a slightly boozy granita where it, you know, sometimes it can be just as easy as having those wine ice cubes and put them in a blender, put them in, you know, some sort of <laughs> machine that mashes things up. Even a, even a, a Cuisinart would work fine. Um, and you make just like a, an icy, refreshing, it doesn't have to be complicated, although you can infuse different fr fruit flavors or herbal flavors in your um, in your wine and it's just a nice like palate cleanser or simple dessert or refreshing thing for after a meal and they said it's a frozen dessert popular in sicily mm -hmm. so if you want to make and you find all Sicilian. sorts of flavors you know there's fruit flavors there's like you said these wine flavor ones and they're you know where we got the idea of italian ice from the next one kim unusual use was dye something with your wine this and was another uh, kind of strange one that i hadn't thought of. yeah it's a funny story with this, Kim, is I saw an article a while ago before this one, and I sent it to my daughter, and so she started her own wine dye shirt company. Really? And uh, had some good response. She called it Tannins, cool. Tannins and Co. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she can, it, you'd be surprised, you know, I, I have a lot of leftover wine, like a sample some, and I'll leave it, and she's stealing all my wine, and yeah, she's learning, samples. yeah, she's learning what... Uh, is the better wine to die with you know, obviously the docker the Syrah or a cab will stain certain clothing better than others so you can definitely do this it, it does yeah. smell when you soak it and then you have to wash it out and make it nice and fresh but it, it does work so if people want to experiment with that it is not it is unusual but it does work well i could have all my tablecloths be done this way because they're all covered in wine stains anyway yeah, yeah, it's a good, well, good reason to do it. Yeah. Well, good clients. for her for doing something creative at this at this crazy time. Yeah, and uh, people have been uh, receptive to it, so it, awesome. it's definitely fun. And uh, what was the next? Another food? Oh, actually, two. The next two, three. Yeah, I think most of them. The rest of them are, are edible things. All food, syrups, jellies, ganache. Right. Those are all yep. suggestions for for wine and right. and popsicles. Are the last one. Have you done any of these, Kim? S syrup, um, jelly. I've definitely done reductions. I haven't done any jellies, but I was thinking along the same lines of doing jelly. You could do Jello as well, and you could make like little wine Jello jiggler kind of things. I know I. I've seen them in the store where they have little, like little bear 
gum like gummy bears that they that are made from they say sparkling wine or rose which are yeah that's totally true. adorable the prosecco could, ones yeah you could totally yeah. do that with um making jello jigglers and just get packages of either flavored jello or um unflavored gelatin and just follow the package directions and use a little bit of wine in those and those are fun adult little treats but jelly like we see red pepper jelly all the time and there are a couple of recipes that i have for some of those more unusual jellies that that do call for wine in um in the recipe i have one that calls for a sweet wine so it specifies moscato but there are a, a lot of ways that you could use that in um in those sort of cooking things you'd boil out all the alcohol so there wouldn't be any uh, but the flavor with silver name behind i did try champagne jelly one time because i was all excited about it but it it, it didn't taste like champagne at all to me I was no i mean it retains a little bit of a whiny flavor but i don't think that we would necessarily be able to taste you know if we lined up a, a champagne jelly and a merlot jelly and something blanc jelly that we, because when when something is so cooked down like that you really do yeah, lose a on. lot of the nuances of the flavor of the wine it's a good idea for a pairing event though using the jelly you know like a merlot or a yeah. cab jelly with the cab and mm. to enhance it a little bit how about grenache file that one in the back of my mind for do you make any wine grenache ganache it's ganache i have right? never made ganache with wine no so the I've idea never is even thought just of adding it, because, it to the chocolate i mean yeah so i think what you would do is you would probably add it to the chocolate i don't know if the wine would break the cream though so i don't know maybe you add it to the chocolate first and then you add it to the cream i don't know might need to See? experiment yeah you're gonna have to all these ideas you're the you're supposed to know this <laughs> the food. well i also i don't tend to do wine and chocolate together see this is what this is my downfall it, with not liking wine with sweet foods it says wine chocolate cream sounds easy but you're saying that there could be some issues there might be some issues yeah i don't know i don't want to waste a whole pint of cream the last that's what food experimenting is about right yeah the last one, which you can experiment a, a lot with, I would assume, is the adult popsicles with wine. It's simply mm-hmm. wine, fruit, vinegar, and sugar. Vinegar, right. I thought, was, like, what do you need the vinegar for, Kim? Bump up the flavor. They specify yeah. uh, balsamic vinegar in this particular recipe. And I know I've seen a lot of recipes where they've used balsamic vinegar and like berries and red wine. And the balsamic just sort of brings out the berry flavor in all of those things. So I think in this case, it's to highlight some of those red berry flavors. Have you ever made wine popsicles? No, I tried making margarita popsicles, but that didn't work. Yeah, that's you I'm hear that more alcoholic. often. People doing the more alcohol. It was more like liquor. that granita. It was like a slushy. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know. Something about it doesn't really interest me to do to try it. But I would I totally guess, try wine popsicles. Would, would you recommend? It doesn't matter with this fresh wine or older wine. I would think that you would want fresh wine for this one because you're not cooking the wine so you're you're keeping you kind of want to keep some of those fresher flavors whereas if you're making a reduction or this or a syrup then it's fine to use older because you're going to be cooking it down a little bit more anyway for something like sangria if you use a wine that's been open for a few days you're going to add other fruit juice and other stuff to it too so it doesn't necessarily have to be. And then with cooking, just in general, usually okay. But I think if you are doing something where you want a little bit of that fresh fruitiness of the wine, you're better off going with a newly opened bottle and something that hasn't, um, hasn't mellowed and kind of lost, lost some of its flavor.
Thank you for listening to us today on The Wonderful World of Wine. We've been your hosts, Mark Lenzi and Kim Simone. You can find us every week at this time, talking about trends and topics in the wine world. You can find past episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. And as always, please leave us your questions and comments on our Facebook page, The Wonderful World of Wine. Cheers. Wine, wine.